greetings from your spiritual family down here in Southern California, specifically San Diego. And by the way, my name is Robert, and I want to thank this. Uh, I, I want to take this opportunity to thank Pastor Greg and all the leaders and pastors in our Every Nation um, Church in uh, Vancouver for giving me the opportunity to share God's word with you today. Yes, we are going through this series called Awesome God. Uh, together with all our spiritual family, thousands uh, of people, uh, hundreds of churches, 70 plus nations, you know, coming together and um, having this uh, moment for us to be able to go deeper in understanding of who God is. Um, first, I wanted to say this. I have uh, met Pastor Greg, uh, I would say mm, 20 plus years ago when I was still in the Philippines, pastoring a church there. Um, yes, <laughs> I am half Filipino and half African-American, as you could just probably notice that in the accent right now. So I've been confused with this accent uh, for the last 50 years of my life. So welcome to the club. <laughs> Going back to my story about Pastor Greg, um, I met him 20 plus years ago and he would come over to uh, in the Philippines and specifically in Manila to teach and to preach and to share God's word to us and, and also train us. And after that, I would, uh, you know, approach him and talk to him and have conversation with him, uh, fellowship with him. Here's what I realized and for that 20 plus years that I've known Pastor Greg. And this is, uh, you know, something that I have observed that has not changed for the last 20 plus years, that Pastor Greg is one of the kindest person that I've ever, you know, uh, uh, witnessed, that I've ever um, encountered or met in my whole life. Yes, his, the way he speaks, his demeanor, his posture when he talks to you, brings comfort to you whenever he sits down and the genuineness of him when he asks, uh, uh, genuineness from him when he asks you questions. And it seems like whenever he talks to me, I just want to just share everything that is going on in my life. And that is Pastor Greg. Pastor Greg, thank you. you. You're such a blessing. Not only I know to your church, but also to our Every Nation family. And, um, and thank you for uh, your uh, love, your input, not only to our church in, in Manila, but also to my life as I am here being affected by the giftings and the callings that God has deposited in your life. Thank you. Going back to... Um, the discussion today, I'm going to be preaching about awesome God, and I'm going to talking. I'll be uh, talking to you about the sovereignty of God. Please join me in a word of prayer, Lord. Thank you, thank you for this opportunity, Lord, for us to be able to learn about you and understand you, Lord. I believe when we say understand you, is how could a a finite being under, uh, really understand uh, something that is above us, an infinite God? But yet, Lord, you have revealed your word, your, yourself to us through your word. And also, Lord, as we look at an encounter, Lord, of your encounter with Job, my prayer, God, is that you would illuminate your word for us to know you more so that, Lord, we will be able to serve you more and love you more and also grow in our walk with you. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. God is sovereign. Let me say that again. God is sovereign. I think, um, to be honest with you, I didn't know what it means. 
So the first time I heard this when I was, I think, 18 years old, I grew up in the Philippines, just like what I mentioned, and I attended the church there when I got saved. And one time, I forgot which time of the year, but this statement was said during preaching. God is sovereign. Yeah, I didn't know what it means. So after the preaching and after some discussions, what I did was I went and got a Bible um, dictionary. Yes, there's no Google yet. <laughs> now I'm revealing my age to you. There's no Google for me to type in and know what it means. But went in, went to the church library, got some you know Bible dictionary and start looking at that. So what I found out is this, that this is an attribute of God, his qualities. It talks about him and what he is and what he is not. Of course, when you talk about his attributes, you're talking about who God is and what is God like and what kind of God is he. That's what we're talking about here. He is sovereign. Mm -hmm. And of course, as I grew up and continued to follow God and grow in my walk with him, from not knowing what it means after studying and looking at the word, Bible dictionary and all of those and hearing from pastors, I here's the next stage. I think, I, I think I knew what it meant. I thought I knew what it meant, to be honest. Because after singing about the sovereignty of God, you know, teaching it in small group, discussing it with other people, I thought I knew what it meant. Yes, that is true. Don't get me wrong. Yes, that is an attribute of God that is not going to change. He's sovereign. But yet something happened. What I thought I knew was shaken and challenged. Because last 2008, while I was growing in the Lord, pastoring a church, it was a thriving church. Something happened in the late 2008. It was the time that my wife, late wife, Mylene, was diagnosed with cancer. To be honest with you, that's one of the most challenging moments of my life. Not only my life, but my family. After going through a yearly physical exam, the doctor said to her, and she broke the news to me when we were about ready to sleep, that she had cancer. To be honest with you, I don't know what to say. I don't know. I can't find words to comfort my wife. But yet I would say, you know, we're going to go through with this, grow through this together. It was a difficult moment for us. Of course, what we did was we, 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 sat down and with different doctors and specialists to really have a good prognosis of what was going on. And they told us that she has what they call a triple negative breast cancer, meaning at that particular time, there are very few treatment that is available for that kind of breast cancer. So my world was shaken. Yet, when I hear this statement, God is sovereign, to be honest with you, that didn't change. That remained true here in my head. But yet somehow what's happening is this, what I know and what was happening in my life 
at that particular moment is not aligning. Because when I say that he is sovereign, somehow he is in control. But when I look at my situation, it is in chaos, to say the least. And I am, it seems like he is not in control. My situation and the truth that I know is not aligning together. Instead of declaring indeed that he is in control, I find myself asking God and questioning God with questions like, why is this happening to me? Why me? I have given my life to you. I have given my life to serve you and your purposes. Why me? It was a difficult moment. It was tough. It was a two years battle and a journey that questioned really what I believe. But yet in the process, God was so gracious and grateful for me to be able to grow and understand his sovereignty in my particular circumstance. That is my story. Let me share this story to you today. How I went through this journey of understanding God's sovereignty, sovereignty in my life, which I thought I knew, but yet God revealed to me in a different way. What we're going to look at today is the story of Job, not only the my story, but specifically the story of Job. And I'm going to share to you uh, my journey as I look at the story of Job, because this is the same verse that God gave me when I'm going through this difficult circumstance, wrestling with the idea that God is indeed sovereign. Yes, I want to say this. I am not Job. I'm not near Job, okay? I am not far away from Job. But yet, through my journey, God used his story to encourage me and for me to understand his sovereignty. What we're looking at today is that, you know, the story of Job, which is at the very end of that story, uh, a realization of Job if you may, of who God is. For some of you who doesn't know Job, uh, Job is, of course, a book in the Bible, but also a person in the Old Testament. He is a very, he's a devout man, a righteous man. And one time when God was having a conversation with his angels and, and Satan went in, yes, he, he joined the meeting. <laughs> and then uh, here's what happened. Of course, I'm paraphrasing. You could read that in Job chapter one. And then Job, uh, God suddenly start bragging about Job. He mentioned about this to Satan, you know, my servant Job, he's like this and that, like that, he's righteous. And then Satan said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's just like that to you because, you know, because you're just blessing him and you have given them all of these things. And God says, no, definitely not. And of course, God was bragging about Job. And I'm thinking about that when I was reading this book. I'm like, God, please don't brag about me so much. OK, I'm good. I'm just, you know, doing great right now. So what happened was, of course, the series of trials and testing happens. You know, the, the most important thing in Job's life was taken from his kids to his business, wealth, 
reputation, a good name, gone in an instant. And at the end of the day, also, he has this, what? His body was, what? With sickness, with covered with boils. And in all of this, there is, the book of Job is this conversation between Job and his friends. And sometimes these friends, and not sometimes, actually, some of his friends accused him that maybe because he is, uh, what? Living in sin. That's why all of this is happening to him. But in the midst of that conversation, you would see that Job somehow, here's what happened. In those conversations, of course, trying to figure out what was going on in his life. He's praying, he's seeking the Lord, praying expectantly and, and, and just, uh, you know, trying to find some answers indeed on in what was going on in his life. In the, 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 the course of, in the course of the conversation between his friends, also he mentioned about Asking God for God to explain what was going on in his life. And indeed, that's what, that what happened here. God revealed himself to Job. An audience with God. Imagine that. And all of these things, imagine this, all of these things happening. You know, you've lost your, your loved ones and you, you've lost your business now you're covered with boils and you cannot even, you know, move to the side. He has to, what, I think lie down in ashes is because it's just so painful. God appeared to him. And now in this conversation, when God revealed himself to Job, he explained to Job from chapter 38. And then we're going to go read chapter 42. In chapter 38, God appeared to him and said, hey, who are you? Who, who are you to question me? Look at how I established the universe. See how I established the whole creation. Seems like there is a discussion about who God is and what he has done. And Job said, I'm overwhelmed. I just have to, in chapter, what, 40, he would say that, you know, I just have to shut my mouth. That's what he said, actually. But yet at the end of this conversation, Job had a realization. Because just like what was happening to me, and I could relate with Job, because my situation and this attribute of God being, he is being, what, sovereign, above, in control, somehow doesn't align because yes, I believe he is in control, but yet my world is falling apart. And here's the three observations that I'm going to share to you. And an application as I share, you know, as I continue sharing my testimony to you. And here's the first one. Job declared that God is sovereign. At the end of the chapter, Here's the conclusion of Job. That long chapter as you read the book of Job, and here's his conclusion, chapter 42, verse 1 and 2. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you could do anything, and no one can stop you. At the end of the day, when Job finally realized as God was parading everything that he has done, here's what he, uh, what he realized, that I know that you could do anything, and no one can stop you. And for me, there are two things when you look at this statement. Number one, there is that what? Uh, the, 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 the placement of two things. P position, that means who God is. Position means he's above. Amen? Transcendent. Above everything. He's the boss. He's the ruler. And also, it means about also two things. So one is position. And number two, power. And no one can stop you. Job realized that you are sovereign. And what is the truth? Here's the truth. God is in control and we are not. 
Yes, when things go haywire, when things that we don't expect happens, when things around us is falling apart, it doesn't mean that God was, is quivering in his boots and he is shaking us because things are falling apart in our world. It is, it's not happening that way because he is in control. And here's what I realized while I'm trying to figure out, as I share to you my story, while I was going through this difficult situation, I'm trying to what put things in order the best that I can. Because I see the life of my wife fading away. And I look at my kids and what's going to go happen to them. And somehow I'm losing control. But here's what I realized. I am not in control. He is in control. He is. And sometimes the best reaction to this or the best way to handle this is that to relinquish control to the Lord instead of wrestling and proving that I am still in control. He is in control. And I am not in control. Think of the times wherein you're trying to control things. Your marriage may be relationship with someone you're trying to control because you're trying to put some semblance of uh, what peace, a semblance of something that you're familiar with. But yet at the end of the day, we live in a fallen world. And there's one thing that is constant here, as I have experienced in my walk with him, is that he is in control and I am not. And here's my next observation between Job and, you know, the dialogue in, a, in an encounter between Job and God. And here's my next observation. Job acknowledged his ignorance in light of God's wisdom. Look at what he said here in chapter uh, 42, verse two, uh, uh, in verse 3. Job in verse 3 repeats the question that God asked him during that conversation with him. And look at what he said. You ask, who is this? That question, my wisdom in such ignorance. What a strong word. What a strong question from God. And here, read, read at Job's reply. And here's what he said. It is I, and I was talking about things I knew nothing about. Things far too wonderful for me. Job was saying basically that, Lord, this is about my pay grade. I've been talking some stuff. I've been sharing some things. I've been questioning a lot of things that really weigh above my pay grade. So would that mean that we're not here? We're not supposed to question God or ask God? No, 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 no. Actually, you can. You can. But while we question him, we have to be careful, though, when we question him. I have questioned God in that journey a lot. God didn't rebuke me for questioning him. So what uh, my heart checked with that moment when I was questioning him is that I'm, am I reflecting that I knew better than God? But yet, but yet during that time, I have questioned and God had listened and I'm grateful to him for that. And here's the truth as I read this. And let me share this. Here's the truth that when God's ways don't make sense, we need to trust his wisdom. 
Job was saying, this way about my pay grade. I've said some things that I didn't understand. Yes, your thoughts are better than my thoughts, Lord. Your ways are better than my ways. I think sometimes we say that, but do we really believe that? Trusting him. It's like walking in the fog that you don't see. And all you could hear is the voice to guide you, to get you out of that fog or that darkness. That's what I felt in those moments when I have to cry. And I'm crying out to the Lord when I moment that I don't understand all that guided me was the word of God and nothing more nothing less his word guiding me God being patient with me holding my hands to walk through that valley of shadow of death it's difficult to trust God when you don't understand what's going on. That's why it requires faith. It requires faith. And here's my last observation. God, Job saw God for who he is. And it changed him. Yes. At the very end. Reading in verse 4 and 5. You said. Repeating God's question to him. He said. Listen and I will speak. I have some questions for you. And you must answer them. That was what God asked Job. And look at his reply. I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. I have just heard, just hear, you know, hearing about you, just a knowledge of you. But somehow this is different. It's because now I have seen you. What do you mean by that? Some people would say seeing him physically because God is revealing himself to him, but also seeing him. That means Job had experienced the Lord because he had what? Revealed himself to Job personally. So this is comforting to me. Because yes, sometimes we believe that God is in control and he is the boss and he rules. And somehow we're afraid also sometimes when we hear that. Because again, the danger of having so much power and the danger of having so much authority, sometimes in our world, it translates, translates to dictatorship. But yet God is not like that because from his ability comes his identity. That means his identity being loving, merciful, gracious, and good. Yes. And Job said that, but now I have seen with my own eyes. I have experienced who you are. And to be honest with you, Here's what happened to Job and what happened to me. It changed him. And I said, it has changed me. Look at what happened in verse 6. And here's what he said. I take back everything I said. I recant. And I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. He repented. Because he understood. Not because he repented for asking the questions. He repented. It's because he doubted trusting God in those difficult and painful moments moment of his life it changed him and here's the last truth as I experienced this in my own life as well here's what it is our personal encounter with God humbles us and changes us in light of God's revelation of who he is to Job he had a clear perspective of who he is and it changed him 
It had changed him forever. It was a two years battle with my wife. It was difficult. I remember in July when she was rushed in the hospital for the last time and I brought her there and we were there for at least I think a week, but on the last few days, I was praying to the Lord and God revealed to me that my wife is gonna go home to be with the Lord. I fought for the whole night praying, Lord, I said, no. No, I'm not ready yet. God says, she's going home to be with me. At that particular moment, I just prayed, Lord, let your will be done. It was my all, my prayer answered. But the struggles, all the prayers, is it all answered? To be honest with you, no. But it changed me. That circumstance changed me. Changed me to the point that I trust God more. I trust God's ways. Not because I understand things, but because I know that He's always thinking good about me and about my family. And his plans and his will may be above my thoughts and ways, but yet he is gracious enough for, for him to be able to reveal his presence to me. Our personal encounter with God humbles us and changes us. It had changed me forever. It had changed Job as well forever. I want to take this opportunity to encourage you so when you look at the story of Job and maybe hearing my story, here's what it is. The sovereignty for me of the sovereignty of God is just like any all attributes that we're going to study is fully expressed at the cross. You know, God's in God's sovereignty, the depravity of men when Adam and Eve fell in the garden in Genesis chapter 3. From that till the cross, God's redemptive plan was set. Because his sovereign, his plan was in place. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, no one could understand what was going on. That is beyond our understanding, our, our, his ways above our ways. But yet, we have understood it now. That his death would bring us life. That death humbles us and changes us in a way. The Bible calls it transformation, isn't it? If anyone's in, in crisis in your creation, the oldest gun is new has come. Because he had opened the door for us to be able to come to him. So when we go through circumstance and difficulty and challenges around us, God is in control. If his plan to redeem us took thousands of years, but yet still happened, that means whatever circumstance we have, we might receive the answer today or in the future when he returns. But nonetheless, here's what it is. He is still in control. I don't know what's going on around you. 
or in your life today. But let me, let me encourage you. Would you come to the Lord and say, God, I don't know what's going on in my life, but I want to come before you today and acknowledge you for who you are and declare that you are in control over my life. No more, Lord, holding on to control, but relinquishing control to you today. Help me, Lord. Like Job, change me as you reveal yourself to me. Join me in the water prayer, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this time that we could understand more about you. Yes, Lord, that's just a statement that we say, but to be honest, God, how can we know an infinite God? But yet you, you choose us to reveal yourself to us through your word. And the best revelation, Lord, that you've given to us is through your son, Jesus Christ. And for that, we are grateful. Lord, I pray for those people who are going through some challenges right now. I pray, God, that they would trust your word. And I pray, God, that they would hear you and obey you. And they would continue to hold on to you regardless of what is going on. Reveal yourself to them like Job, what you did with Job. So that that encounter, Lord, will produce a deeper understanding and also a deeper comprehension of what was going on in their life. Thank you, God. We honor you, Lord, in Jesus' name.